0: Hi, my name is Joe Hancock, founder of His Vessel Ministries, and your host for Becoming His Vessel Podcast. Often saying this thing called life, I may not always get it right, but my heart is to get it right. So my heart's desire is that this would be a resource for me as well as you, that we would be formed by God's Word, filled with Father God, and just poured out for His glory, truly becoming His Vessel. Set a challenge for me for this year. And I want to offer that challenge to you. That for this year, let's stay close to God. Every day, we are close to God. Now, what does that mean? I want to explain to you what that means from God's perspective. Then I want to give you three things, three things that you and I can do to keep this challenge and please God for this year. Let me start with sharing with you a story, how I came to this. I was in Sunday school one day, and the teacher was teaching out of the book of Psalms, teaching through Psalms 119. And he came to this verse, Psalm 119, verse 155, and it says, Salvation is far from the wicked. And the moment he said that, it was like my spirit came alive. And I thought, wow, God for the wicked, salvation is far for them. In other words, God's saving grace, deliverance, salvation, pulling them out of darkness into light. He said it is far. Far from the wicked. And it was like I could see that they were far off from God. They were far removed from God, those that live wicked, because it goes on to say they do not seek God's statutes. And my spirit within me took note Oh God, I don't want to be far from you. My spirit was saying, I want to be close. God, I want to be close to you. And I knew immediately to look up that word close, to see what God's word says about being close to him. Now, in my mind, in my physical being, I see that as God's around me. He's involved in things. He's not far away from me, but he's close. But when I looked up that word for close, this is what it means. From God's perspective, to be close to you is to bring together, to unite that which is separated from. In other words, in my mind, to be one with God, to unite, to become one, not be separated from God in thought, word, and deed, but to unite with Him. And you know what? As that teaching was going on, I sat there in my chair and I began to pray, Oh God, move me, move me to be close with you today. And then I prayed even, Father, God, those that are not saved, my friends, my family members that are not close to you, that are far from you, Lord, would you move close to them, that they would not be separated from you. There would be no space. There would be no distance. Like you said, with the wicked, there's a distance. They're far away. I've been pondering that word close. And do you know what? It's become a prayer of my heart. And it's my purpose for this coming year. And I want to challenge you that it will become your purpose Because you know what God's Word says in John 17, verse 21? Jesus talking to the Father. He wanted all to be one with the Father, just as Jesus and the Father were one. That's the closeness that God wants in our life. And I think back in in Genesis 28, when Jacob was crying out to God. In verse 15, God talked to Jacob in the midst of his crying out to God. And God said, Jacob, I am with you and I will keep you wherever you go. That is the closeness that God wants each one of us to walk every day is that knowing that God is with us, we're not separated from Him. There's no distance between the two of us. God is close. He is one with us. So, how can we stay true to this challenge? That every day of this year, we're going to live close, not separated, but one with the Father. Let me give you three things that you can purpose to do that I believe will equip us and empower us to do this. Because being close to God, being one with God, is living a life of purpose to bring Him glory. So here's your challenge. Number one, memorize the Scripture. Memorize a Scripture that when you feel like you're being tempted or you may move or be separated, from God's presence, that He's not with you, you're not one with God, you've got a scripture that you have memorized, that you are meditating on, and that you pray. And so every day, you're thinking about that scripture. Father, just as you and Jesus, your Son, were one, may you and I be one today. It could be Genesis 28, 15. When God assured Jacob, I am with you. And I will keep you wherever you go. So memorize that and meditate on it. When you meditate on it, it it just becomes a part of your heart. And then you pray it. You can pray it every day. God, today I want to be close to you. I want to be one with you. And then Number two, put it above every decision that you make. In other words, when you know, every going about every day, you've got decisions to make. What am I going to do in certain situations? Always ask, God, if I do such and such, if I carry out this task in such and such manner, will it keep me and you close? Will it keep us One. Or, if what I decide to do, would it crack the door to separate our fellowship from one another? Ask before you do. Put that word on every decision that you make. And then you always pray for grace. You know that. God, give me now the grace to do it. You've shown me that if I do A, it's going to keep us close. But if I choose to do B, there'll be some separation So, God, give me the grace to choose A because every day I want to walk close with you, God. I want to be united with you. I want to be one with you. And think about that. Why would you want it? Because you know then you're being the light wherever you go. You know then that you are reflecting who God is. You're simply walking out his image, the Christ that is in you. So put it above every decision. And then point three, be alert to red flags. Because the first thing that's going to happen is that the enemy send things on an assignment to keep you where you're not close with God and put you at a distance from him, where you're not united with him, that you're not walking in righteousness day in and day out. But listen, not only the enemy, our own flesh will do that. So be alert to red flags. What are some red flags that can easily catch us a snare and the world would say, oh, that's normal. Ignore that. You know, the first thing that comes to my mind is negativity. That is a red flag. When we start to think negative about our situation or negative about how we're going to act and respond or negative toward people, but not only think it when we start to speak negative things that should be a red flag to us what should we do when we see that negativity put the word on it what does the word say the word says in ephesians 4 29 this was such a a profound word always in our home that would stop us from speaking those negative words Ephesians 4.29, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. But only speak those words that are going to be good, that will build up, that will edify. So when you think that and you know that word, you speak that word and you stop and you choose not to be negative. Because negativity is a red flag. You're about to mess up. You're about to get over there in the camp of the enemy or you're about to walk in the flesh And it's going to bring distress on you because after a while, the Holy Spirit is going to convict you of that. And you're not going to be comfortable. You're going to be miserable until you confess that. And so that's a red flag to stop. The moment you start to think that way, back up and say, no, God, I don't want my words to be negative. I don't want my words to be corrupt. I want them to be edifying, build up. So before we ever speak it, we need to start what? Thinking it. Thinking words that are going to build up and lift up. You know, another red flag is doubt. What does the enemy try to move us? Doubting God's promises. Doubting what God would instruct us to do. Doubting. Did God really say, do that? Doubting the word of God that you just read and believe because you can't see it with a physical eye. But yet you know the Holy Spirit says, "This is thus saith the Lord, this is the word of God. You start to doubt. But you know what? Choose to stay close to God that the moment you recognize those doubts. Purpose, as in Proverbs 3, 5, to trust in the Lord with all your heart. If you know that what God is speaking to you is true from the Word of God, then trust God. And when the enemy or your own flesh, you start to doubt because you cannot see it, stop and say, no, that's a red flag. That doubting is going to lead to unbelief where I don't believe God's Word. I don't believe God's promises for my family. You stop and say no because it would separate you From God. You want to stay close with God. And staying close with God is believing God's promises, even when you can't see them. Believing that God's word is true. Believing that you can walk in righteousness because He gives you the grace to do it. So you choose to discredit doubt because it is a a red flag that would try to take you down. Let me tell you another red flag that the enemy works on a lot of us. He's always on the scene of this because our society puts it in our face is that rejection. When you start to feel rejected and then you act on it because you've pondered it in your mind that people might reject you, you've been rejected in circumstances, you may reject yourself, you may reject where you are in life, you may reject the things that God has for you to make you more like Him. Rejection comes in all kinds of packages. But that is a red flag that when we start to respond on that rejection, because what does the Word say? The Word says, you know this scripture very well, Ephesians 1.6 says, You are accepted in the blood. God accepts you. You say, well, I'm not perfect. I I do bad things. God is refining all of us. God is sanctifying us into his image as we walk through life, as we obey him, as we purpose to live for him, as we desire to live out his life in us through our daily circumstances. But another one, remember, you can combat this rejection by remembering Jeremiah 31, 3, God says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. God loves you. If God loves you, he has accepted you. And listen, even in that, when he accepts you, he's going to correct us. When he knows that our heart is not lined up with the word of God, God wants us to purify our heart. God wants us to crucify those things of the flesh. And because God loves us, he will show those to us. He's not rejecting us. He loves us to bring us into a life of holiness with him. So don't see that as rejection. See that that God loves you enough that he would convict us where things are not righteous in our life. And that is because God accepts you as his child. He accepts you and loves you and brings you close into him, united with him, not separated with him. Because these are the kind of things that separate our fellowship with God. I'll tell you another red flag that's common to all of us is discouragement. The enemy, our flesh, can get us discouraged when things aren't working out exactly the way we would like for them to work out, the way we thought they were going to do, the way we thought God promised us they would happen. Or maybe we're in a waiting period and we get discouraged because we don't see the hand of God moving. Well, I can tell you God's moving. God is working on your circumstances. It's just us with our physical eyes or with our emotions We think that God is not moving, but yet we get discouraged. Now, the trick of the enemy is to get us discouraged that we respond by turning away from God, by not trusting God, by not believing God, by not doing righteous acts, by saying, oh, well, I'm going to go satisfy my flesh in this matter out of that discouragement. Listen, that's a red flag. So what do we want to do? In that discouragement, we want to recognize that that is not of God. We want to remember the promises of God and stay close with God. Not to act out of discouragement, but to go to God and talk. This is what I do. Talk to God about it. Talk to God. Say, God, this is where I am. I'm discouraged, but I believe you. I say all the time, I look up to God and I say, I trust you. I trust you. Many times I will say, God, would you bring something into my life at this moment that would cause me to bear up under this situation and walk in a life of belief, believing in you, God. Yes, but these are some that are common to most of us. But why are these so important to recognize those red flags? You can, like, see it as a red flag waving in front of you. And and it keeps waving to get our attention. And why is that so important? Because I will tell you, these are the things that interfere in our fellowship with God. Not that they separate us from the love of God. But they interfere with us wanting to be with God, wanting to do what is right, wanting to live righteous, wanting to please God. And it usually starts very subtle. So this is why we need to be so in tune to these red flags. Because remember, our purpose for the year is that we want to stay close to God. We want to stay united with Him. We want to walk one with Him. Now, the moment recognize that these things are working against me so that I don't live close to God day by day, the first thing I'm going to do when I recognize those things attacking my life, then I'm going to speak out that scripture that I've memorized. I'm going to speak it out, not just think about it, speak it out loud and keep speaking it until that desire leaves you. To fall into that negativity. To fall into that trap of being discouraged and walking in despair. Whatever it is that's attacking you. And then, as I have memorized that scripture to use to speak out in that moment, when I notice the attack, the next thing, I'm going to begin to pray salvation for someone that's near and dear to me. A family member that needs to be saved. They need to believe and receive Jesus Christ into their life. Or a friend or a co-worker, someone that I know needs salvation. That salvation is far away from their heart. You begin to pray, God, save this friend. God, save this family member. And as you speak out that word to overcome the attack of the enemy, and as you begin to pray salvation, you will see that to dwindle and fall by the wayside and your heart return to the desire and the power to walk in living close to God. And when you pray for salvation, you can pray, Second Peter 3, 9, because it's God's desire that none should perish, but all come to repentance. And so you may pray, Would you bring, my family member, say their name, my friend, say their name, would you bring them close with you? Would you unite them with your heart so they're no longer separated from you? So we want to guard that relationship with God. We want to make sure, the purpose to stay close with God, we show up and we meet with Him first thing every morning. We come into His presence. We get to know God more. We love on God. God loves on us. But you see, when there are these unwelcomed characteristics in our life, negativity, feeling rejected, being discouraged, and so forth, we don't want to get with God, do we? We often Don't look with great anticipation with that fellowship with God early in the morning to be with God because when these things have interfered in our fellowship, the first relationship that is affected, of course, is with God. And we see that by the way we react. What? How much time we spend in the Word. How much we welcome the Word speaking to our heart how much we engage with other believers or we close ourselves out from other believers. These are gauges, but we protect that relationship with God because I will tell you, it will spill over into having an effect on our relationships with other people. So we guard that fellowship with God and we guard our relationships with other people As we stay close to God and you know what I found in my life, you know, the more I'm hungry for God, the more that I want to please God, the more that I don't want my life contaminated with the world, the more that I want to just be righteous, forsake the things of the flesh, the more I'm hungry for God the more I want to have good relationships with other people. And so I easily recognize those signs of rejection, those signs of being negative, those signs of being critical, and say, oh, no, God, forgive me. Forgive me. So these are three things, three things that you can do to stay close with God for this year. And listen, if you fall short, forgive yourself. Come right back. Into that close, being close with Father God. So, for me, I'm going to purpose for this year. I pray that you will purpose too. That we are going to stay close with God. I'm going to say it's me and God. We're close. I'm going to purpose in my heart. That I'm tight with God this year. Closely joined with Him as one. So this year is going to be a good year, a good year, because everything that God wants me to accomplish, God will accomplish through me as I stay close with Him. Thank you for listening to the Becoming His Vessel podcast. If you'd like to receive more resources that would help guide you in becoming His Vessel, I invite you to visit our website at www.hisvessel.org. If you'd like to connect with me directly, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me by calling 334-356-4478. And my prayer is that you would seek to love God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your strength as you seek to become His vessel.